Hey, PT listeners, we've been working on something special at Tier 11, something that I can say without exaggeration or without hesitation will produce better ad optimization and increased conversions and have a profound impact on the amount of data you can send back to all your ad platforms. That includes Meta, that includes TikTok, that includes Google, and we call it X-Ray Tag. And it's only available to Tier 11 customers. A lot of businesses think that it's Black Friday, it's the holiday season, and once they actually get through that, then they'll worry about next year. Well, now is the time for you to start gathering all the data that you can to set yourself and your business up for success in 2024. X-Ray Tag replaces all the potpourri of pixels, cappies, cookies with one single implementation that sends higher quality first-party data back to all your ad platforms. In fact, in our early testing, we've seen a 40 to 100% increase in event matching quality, aka EMQs in Meta, which translates into better ad optimization and increased conversions. So if you feel like your ads are flying blind, head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray to get early access. Clients to sign up before the end of the year, move to the front of the line, and we are only offering this for the PT listener like yourself. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray. Don't miss out. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies in acquiring leads and sales for your business through all kinds of traffic, custom. It's not just paid traffic here in perpetual traffic. Today, we're going to be talking about non-paid traffic and something I don't think we've ever talked about, this little medium in which we do a show twice a week called podcasting. And our guest is going to show us how to use podcasting as a way to scale and grow businesses. And this is, this is a pretty cool one. I'm pretty excited for our guest, Dustin Reekman, to come on. So how are you, buddy? I know you're on your way to Germany in like Monday or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm speaking at the Affiliate Summit Meat Market, and I'm excited. I've never been to Germany. We're flying into Berlin. I'm bringing my wife and kiddos. And the funny thing about that is my son has a school project where he needs to pick a, a, a very specific geographic landmark and do a report on it. Turns out the one he's assigned is in Berlin. So I'm wow. going to look like a psychopath. Like my, the teacher's like, you flew to, you, you took your son, like you could have Googled that. <laughs> But it just it just worked out that way, but it's pretty cool. You're like, I really wanted him to get an A. I really yeah. did. So we go above and beyond here in the Austin awesome household. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny, when we were we actually took a trip to New Zealand and believe it or not, in my son's he was probably about your son's age, he was doing a project on volcanoes. And one of the volcanoes was actually in New Zealand. And the, and the same it's like the the you know the teacher was like so you're in new zealand and you got the actual like you went to the volcano suffice to say i think he got an a so i yeah I, I think so did you misunderstand yeah. the directions because we're not reimbursing <laughs> you for this this is not in the school's budget <laughs> yeah flights and hotel are not included in the school's budget so anyway that's very very cool i'm actually on a, a world tour we're calling for tier 11 us-based customers and we couldn't get to all of them but we're sort of mid-tour right just now, the important so. ones no 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 actually everyone and anyone and everyone in the cities that we were in and it's actually been i'm just uh, saying that to get you in trouble ralph because i want anybody listening to feel you know, a little do not, do not. yeah right but yeah we're here in new york which is uh, which is pretty cool so we've got a couple of customers here which uh, we've been hanging out with which has been awesome just the uh, you know if you're an agency like this is a thing 
I would highly recommend that you do. And it's something that I used to do pre-pandemic. And, you know, that's when we, you know, we had less customers, but it, nothing beats like the face-to-face interaction. There's just, there's no way you can, you can establish that through a Zoom call. You can certainly do it for sure, but I think it just cements the relationship and you get really deep in the business, which is super great for me because I, I think it's the core of it. Like, that's what I love to do. It's not necessarily being CEO guy. But today's guest, Dustin, is going to be talking about you know forming those types of deep bonds through podcasting. We're pretty psyched about that. And he's got a, a genuine gold nugget he wants to drop here before we get into the show. Welcome to Perpetual Traffic, Dustin. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Appreciate it. My gold nugget for the audience, I like to be very strategic when I'm selecting podcasts. And I think most people default to just thinking of the audience, maybe the host. But actually, the tip I would like to share is to scour the guest list. So all the people that have been on a particular show and see if there's some high value relationships there, potential clients, potential referral partners. And that makes a very good reason to target and be featured on a given podcast. Yeah. So you look and like one of the strategies that you had mentioned is because that guest list has something in common, you immediately have a way to potentially connect with them, which will further the reach of this whole strategy that we'll be talking about here today. For sure. Yeah. It not only gives you a good reason to talk to them, but when you do reach out to them via email, LinkedIn, et cetera, you've got instant credibility, right? Like if we've Anyone that's been on perpetual traffic, perpetual traffic now, if I reach out, they're like, well, Dustin must know what he's talking about. You know, he passed the bar of being on the same show I was on and our egos will naturally make us think if he's cool enough to be on that show and I was cool enough to be on that show, then yeah, he must be, he must be cool. And I want to connect. Yeah. You know, what's cool about that. So my, my speaking coach is a guy named Steve Sims and Steve is maybe one of the most strategic speakers I've ever met in my entire life. And, and he does this thing with stages. If he wants to speak in an event, he looks at the speakers at previous events and he'll start to network with those speakers. And what's cool about it too is if you, let's say, and, and Dustin, I'm going to extrapolate here. So you tell me if you think this is applicable or not. But if I wanted to get on Gary Vee's podcast, I don't even know if he has a podcast. Let's say he does. I'm not big enough to get on Gary Vee's podcast, but I could go find like two, three, four people that have been on his podcast that are somewhere that split the difference between me and him. And then if I can go get on their podcast and then reach out to Gary and be like, oh my goodness, you know, Jane, Jeffrey and Stacy, I was just on all three of their podcasts. Now I'm kind of like climbing the ladder, but in a way that's obviously visible to Gary. So that's what I love about your, your golden nugget here is it's like really well-informed networking. Yeah, you nailed it, Kasim. Actually, I call it the stair-step strategy. That's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's leveraging influence. And, and if you think three steps ahead, you can you can jump over a big gap that otherwise seems kind of insurmountable through interim relationships. And I think it's important to say, I'm not saying we're using anyone or anyone's losing, right? The beautiful thing about it is it's win, win, win. Every show that you're on in the interim, you're adding value to them. That host gets value to, to transmit to their audience. So it's it's not a zero-sum game. Like it's very it's a very abundant thing, right? Like it's all good and everyone's winning in the process, which is pretty cool. Well, the question so, is, whose podcast are you really trying to get on for being here? Dustin, like, <laughs> we're, I realize that we're uh, clearly the interim podcast. Good point. <laughs> yeah, we are the stair. We're one of the stairs, yeah. and you're stepping. 
you're the, you're the well, top we'll be getting into the stair. Yeah, exactly. Well, we like to think we're top of the stair, but actually we're really not. So we will get into the stair stepping strategy as well as the five steps and to actually do this. Like, how do you start doing it for you, the PT listener? And also a couple of very interesting stories about how one LinkedIn message turned into a $550,000 purchase for Dustin's company. So we will get into that in our interview right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Was your Black Friday Cyber Monday not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table? Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us. We are giving away 10 free audits, which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data how you're actually capturing visitors' information, and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever. All right, we're here with Dustin Reekman and we're going to be talking about the podcast strategy to your reach, visibility, business. Like, tell us all about this. Like, how did you sort of stumble upon it or... Like, how did it all kind of evolve? And it's funny, actually, before you get into that, I didn't realize this, but we talked about this in the pre-record. We actually were at the same event at the same time in our business history where both of our businesses really sort of took a very distinct and, and you know, solid direction for our agency, for sure. It was the machine event in Austin. We were thinking it was like 2015. We were at the same event. And that's when you decided to like quit your corporate job if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, I was I was a ba- I was in like the beta group for the machine the program and then yeah, I made the trip to Austin. It was my first time to Austin. I took vacation from my engineering consulting job to go down there and not only was I at the event, but I I kind of won a prize and I got to spend a day in the digital marketer offices with Ryan and Richard and Molly at the time. And of course, walked away extremely inspired and thought I can do this, you know? So I put the wheels in motion. It wasn't like I quit the next day, but about two years later, I became a full-time entrepreneur. And uh, so it's it's really cool to be on here. It's a very full circle moment for me that like now I'm teaching on the digital marketer platform and it definitely changed my life back in 2015. 
Yeah, it's funny. At that event was when we decided to join digital marketers high end mastermind called War Room. And at that point in time, you, you needed like a $10,000 deposit. And I think we had like maybe $11,000 in the in the checking account, put the deposit down on that event itself, which eventually led to what we're doing here, which is kind of wild. So uh, we'll talk about like podcasts just in general. We're obviously big believers in the power of a podcast, but what is your strategy and how can people get started doing it, even if they've never been on a podcast before? Like, Give us an overview of it, and then we'll get into some of the tactics. For sure. And I'll, I'll preface it by saying I actually don't have a podcast, at least not yet. So when we're talking about podcasting. I'm, I'm essentially talking about being a podcast <laughs> guest, like a guest. professional podcast guest. And so that, I hope that's encouraging for people. It's like, Having a podcast is awesome, and it's actually a really good strategy for getting on other shows because obviously you can reciprocate, but I don't even have that. And I stumbled into this whole thing back in 2020. I have an e-commerce brand called Fire Creek Snacks, physical product, you know, food product. And it was 2020, right? It was COVID. We had been doing a, a big push into brick and mortar, going to trade shows, sampling, all that overnight ended. So I said, what the heck are we going to do? So I said, hey, we got a cool story. My business partner has a really cool story behind the brand. So I just got started getting on podcasts. I pitched my first one, got a yes, sold some stuff. You know, I sold some meat sticks to the audience, gave them a discount code, like the most basic possible way to use a podcast. And I got on another and another kind of small to mid-sized shows. And what started to build, and, and this is how I came up with this framework that we're going to share, is it's really in the repetition and the and doing it as a system rather than just like as a one-off individual podcast approach that like all this stuff started compounding for me. Really good stuff, like great relationships, great introductions to people, referrals, all while the direct sales were happening. So I think just to kind of set the groundwork of why podcasting, why podcast guesting is so good. And it's certainly, I'm not going to come on perpetual traffic and say it's a replacement for paid traffic, but it's certainly a great additional channel, mostly because it's so relational. So we all know as marketers, the challenge we face is to get people that don't know us to know, like, and trust us, right? And through paid ads and repetition and content, we can do that over a period of time. With a podcast, you get to choose the audience you want to be in front of, and you get to build that know, like, and trust factor typically in one episode, right? Like if someone listens to you while they're running and kind of in a meditative state, there's something weird about this audio effect in 30 to 45 minute interview, like you can build an entire no like and trust credibility with people. And so I think that is why it's, it's so special. And yeah, so we can, from there, I'm, I'm happy to talk about like kind of the five steps we walk through or some of the more tactical benefits of podcast guesting. Yeah. Just let me know what you want me to open up to. I want to hop on a real quick soapbox, Dustin. Yeah. Cause you mentioned like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm try not trying to go after paid traffic. Here's what's interesting. This is coming from a paid traffic guy. I don't think people should pay for traffic. It, philosophically speaking, in a perfect world, if you have other better alternatives, organic is better, relational is better, social is better. The only thing that they, the only thing paid traffic has over all those other sources is it, it scales. And, you know, generally speaking, 99 times out of 100, you want to scale your business and you have to go use paid traffic. But what I tell all my clients, all my friends, is before you go to use paid traffic, exhaust every other resource. Because here's what's interesting is all of those resources are going to better inform your paid traffic campaign. Because people that come through paid traffic generally don't know, like, and trust you as well as they would if they're coming from an organic source like this. So I'm 100% with you. And I just want to let you know, we're in the same camp. Like, you know, I'm selling 
I'm selling a pharmaceutical that I know works, but I'm still <laughs> saying like, hey, go try all the natural methods first before you pump this stuff into your body. That's, you know what I mean? That's an awesome it's analogy. It's so true. It, it's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a dirty little secret for perpetual traffic is that we talk about paid traffic, but you know, Kasim and myself, like at the core of what we do is actually is really is content marketing and non-paid traffic, which is this show and then other things, other channels. So, but the beauty is, is that, and I think, you know, we had, we've had Dennis Yu on a number of times. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them. He does the dollar a day strategy about two years ago. And we'll leave links in the show notes. We just recently talked about how to be everywhere for one hour a week. But we're such big believers in that because what you find is if you're producing non-paid content, you then figure out what to use for paid. And that's the thing. It's like if you have paid, you just might be powering garbage, but you actually look at what's working and what's actually resonating with people. And then you focus on, oh, okay, I'll amplify that stuff. Maybe not the other stuff. You may create 100 pieces of content and one of them really hits or 10 of them hits or whatever it happens to be. So, but at the core of it really is all that. And especially for, you know, quote unquote, high ticket sales, because like we both run agencies or whoever it is, like whatever your price point is, like we're such big believers in all of that and then powering it through the paid mechanism once you figure out like what the real message is and what people are really resonating with. Yeah, I 100% agree. And actually, that's exactly what we did. So the Fire Creek story that, you know, that e-com brand again, not only was I getting out and doing podcasts, I could see what what stuck, right? Like, where did a host stop me and say, wait, you repeat that again? Like, that's such a cool story, or that's such a great strategy, or, or whatever. We were also, before COVID, doing that in a physical sense, and that we would go to trade shows. And I've stood toe-to-toe with 5,000 B2B customers, you know, shop owners, gas station owners, hardware store owners, saying, here, try this snack. It's different than the other stuff. And then watching their reaction, listening to their objections, hearing the questions they have, showing them my packaging and be like, do you think this would stand out on your shelf? So we're like on our fourth generation of packaging for that product, all from direct customer feedback. And that's B2B customers at a trade show because they want to buy our stuff and resell it. And then on the B2C side, it's mostly been through podcasting and like talking directly to consumers. And again, hearing what resonates with the host because the host is always a reflection of their audience. And then like what happens after the show, who's reaching out, who wants a relationship, who really cared about our story. And maybe we get less volume of traffic direct from that, but the quality of customer is insane. Like our, our subscription rate for our product, cause it's, you know, it's consumable protein snack is extremely high. Now to your point, to both of your points, we also do paid traffic now, but our foundation was kind of figuring all this stuff out and our messaging and refining it and really connecting with our core customers through long form educational content, whether it be at a trade show, which maybe people don't think about, or in a podcast, which is a much more scalable way to do this if you have an online business. Yeah, so let's let's get into the five steps, like how you actually do it. And I, <laughs> not to be lost in this whole conversation is that you don't have an actual podcast and you're doing this just as guesting. So if you're listening here, you're like, oh, well, I have to you know, I have to create my own podcast and I'm going to be like the 9,000th podcast on the planet. No, we're talking about you sort of hacking that whole podcast algorithm. And it is a highly personal 
mode of delivering content that I, I absolutely agree with you there. And it's just, I mean, we're big believers in it. Like, what are we doing right now? We're doing this, you know? So obviously, you know, to get to a level where your show is popular enough to attract other guests, you're just, you know, riding on the coattails, <laughs> in essence, of people that are already like, have your audience. And it's a, it's a brilliant strategy. So let's get into the five steps of how you actually do it and uh, how you can be successful at it. For sure. Yeah. So again, this was, this was figured out through reps on my own. Then I got a bunch of one-on-one clients because people saw me out publicly marketing my other brand. And then I had like 20 one-on-one clients helping them do this. And I've been in groups and I do it more at a mastermind level. So it's very repeatable and it works. And those five steps, pretty easy. They all start with P, you know, you got to have alliteration, right? So step one is purpose. And I'll come back and describe each one. Step two is plan. Step three is pitch. Step four is perform and step five is profit. So the way I think about this, most people come and they want to be like right in the middle of those five P's. They want to be like, I need to go pitch a show. I'm going to get on a show. I like to really dial it back and say, well, what's the point, right? Like the purpose is why would I want to be on a show? And that's really important because that's going to inform your call to action. It's going to inform what stories you talk about. It's going to inform, you know, you have to know who your target audience is before you can choose a, a podcast to get in front of that target audience. So that's why purpose comes first. And then plan is kind of the research part, right? So now I know the types of shows I want to be on. Now I need to go like specifically find shows that do interviews or stand up to date who I think I'm approachable to at whatever level I'm at in this game. You know, it may, and at first, a lot of times it's smaller shows where you can kind of get your feet under you, refine your messaging and, and understand the process. And you kind of work your way up to the very top, which is perpetual traffic. Step three is pitch. So, you know, this is the obvious thing. Maybe pitch sounds like a, a negative thing. It's not. This is a very relational, cool way to reach out to the host of this audience and get in front of them and get them to say yes. And we'll, we'll, I'll share a resource today that people can access for free. I get an 80% acceptance rate when I pitch podcasts. And that's with a single outreach. So it works when you do it the right way. And it's actually really easy because 95% of people do stuff in a really horrible way. <laughs> so like you, if you do it the right way and you're cool about how you reach out, it's actually like really easy to get people to say yes. And we can talk about why that is. Step four is perform. So that's basically, hey, I got... I know the shows now I've pitched some, I've got some yeses. How do I show up? You know, like how do I prepare in a scalable way? So I don't have to listen to like 10 full episodes to really understand what the show's about. Like how do I, how do I shortcut the preparation process to still do it really well? Again, what stories am I telling? What's my call to action when I'm on the show? And then some just like simple, basic, like follow up. So like you can really leverage this, this relationship with this host that you formed. And then the final step is, is step five, that's profit, right? And I think this is what differentiates what I do with my coaching business with what a lot of people are doing when they think of podcast guesting. And that is that we are, or I am, very passionate about the idea that you shouldn't waste each of these opportunities. Like every podcast you get on, is there's a lot of opportunity to leverage that to improve your business, right? Well, the real reason we're doing this is to get leads and make sales. So how do you do that? And so that's that's where a lot of the strategic stuff comes in. So those are the five steps, purpose, plan, pitch, perform, and profit. Dude, what's cool about that, so I've been using podcast guesting personally, and here's what I love. When I was, when I was first on Perpetual Traffic, I was a guest, and I ended up getting like a lot of leads out of it. And so when Ralph asked me to co-host, I was really excited because I thought that that was going to be this you know, sort of 
ongoing perpetual reality, no pun intended. And what I noticed was I got a big spike in leads in the beginning and then they tapered off. And I still get leads from the show, obviously. But most of the leads, 80% of the leads we got from perpetual traffic came in like the first, I don't know what, 90 days of the, maybe the first and second, second episode dropping. And so the cool thing about your idea of being like this transient guest is you get the majority of the benefit, like 80% of the benefit on 20% of the work. Because you don't have to host and, and, and have a recurring show. You just jump into somebody else's show, provide a bunch of value, you know, take from their audience and then move on to the next show. So, and I, I mean, I, I do, I'm, this isn't diminishing the value in having a high traffic podcast because there's a bunch of other values too. But if you're just talking purely lead generation, I actually think that your strategy is better than investing in one solo podcast where you now have to drive all the traffic to your podcast. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, yeah, and I, and I would actually say I, the, the intent is to give to the audience, right? But to your point, what's cool about this method is you get to choose where you want to show up. And if I want to show up every week, I'm getting in front of fresh eyeballs every week. And as long as they're the right eyeballs and you know, they're targeted and I chose them on purpose, yeah, it's like it's you, you just said it. Like it's not it's not that initial, it's not that like long term, I have to nurture this audience, I have to continue to build it, and I'm responsible for all that. I don't have to like have a any production. I just get to show up for an hour, build a cool relationship with a, with a new host, speak into their audience and teach them and add value. And then, yeah, then when that podcast releases that week, I get a huge spike in leads and sales if I've done it right. And it's long tail, right? Like you said, you, I still get people reaching out from stuff I did two years ago. So on YouTube and in podcast land, these things last forever as well. So if people are searching for a topic or if they like just found perpetual traffic and they start looking through the archives, then you, you do get that long tail. And the cool thing about doing it on a lot of different podcasts, like I've been on, I don't know, at least 50, is I've got 50 long tails out there working for me, right? So I'm planting these, these little seeds that I do get a huge harvest when they release, but then they're always putting off something and they're continuing to build my authority, my credibility, because every show I'm on is just another thing to point at, to be like, look, you know, perpetual traffic, you know, thought, thought my stuff was important enough to talk about. So yeah, it's really great. And and a side benefit too, that your listeners will appreciate is SEO, right? Like getting backlinks from, I've been on like the Shopify podcast. I'll now have a, a backlink from digital marketer. You know, those things are really important too. And you can go beg for backlinks and, and try to write like really impressive content to get those backlinks those ways. Or you can get up and, you know, get on a show, tell a story, teach, and you get a backlink also as like kind of a side benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. There's there's so much in there. It's almost like podcast guesting as opposed to hosting your own podcast. I think of it as like what my mother used to say when my kids were young. She's like, Oh, being a grandmother is all the benefits without any of the work. <laughs> you know, she yeah. gets like the best of my kids. Like she doesn't see like the dirty diapers and all the other sorts of things that go along with it. But it's like you come in, you swoop in, you know, you're fresh face, you get the leads to Cosm's point, and then you kind of move on. And obviously you're providing value at the same time. It's not like it's a you're using that show. Like you're giving a lot in the process, but you get all the benefits without a lot of the work. And to start your own podcast. Let me tell you, it's a lot of work, especially now. It's it's very, very competitive. So uh, it's a great way to scoop up that traffic and certainly build a business. So where can people find you? I know you had mentioned a resource as well. Yeah. So my main site is simplesuccesscoaching.com. 
com. A lot of what we talk about is strategic partnerships and marketing and especially podcast guesting, obviously. So I do have a resource. It's a podcast pitch playbook. So it's basically like an over-the-shoulder look at how I create and think about pitches. And it has a then a customizable template that people can go for their business and create that kind of three-piece email that I talked about earlier that gets an 80% acceptance rate. And I'm going to include three actual emails. So like the real emails I sent to real podcasts, some of which we've talked about today, and their responses to kind of show how this actually works. You can copy and paste it and customize it, obviously, to your own needs. So I've got that available at simplesuccesscoaching.com slash PT for perpetual traffic. So I'd love to people to come over, check that out, learn more about the strategy, and really be able to take action almost immediately by kind of taking advantage of all the work and the reps I've put in over the years to perfect this this pitch template. Yeah, that's tremendous. Well, that's simplesuccesscoaching.com forward slash PT. Definitely grab your copy. I know we will be grabbing our copy here at Tier 11 for sure. Thank you so much for coming on Perpetual Traffic, Dustin. It's been great. And I think a lot of insights to the listeners. And, uh, you know, thank you, the Perpetual Traffic listener, for listening to the show here. And make sure you do subscribe and leave a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. We just got a review on that one, which we immediately implemented in today's episode. So how about that? So we are listening to what you all have to say. Follow me over on LinkedIn. We give like the Twitter handle. I'm far more active over on LinkedIn. Follow Kasim at, at Kasim Aslam on Twitter. Go back and listen to some previous episodes. We'll leave some links in the show notes for stuff that we think is important. And all resources and show notes are at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam, peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, it's Kasim here, and I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is, a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. 